The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Washington from the 6 to the 10, 15, 20, 25. Small hole to the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes DeMond. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. Foot race 20, 15, 10, 5. Gone! Touchdown, Auburn! Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch of Penny Pool Patio and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, as you just heard that audio from legendary Rod Bramlett when Damon Washington returned a kickoff for a touchdown 95 yards back to the house in that 2010 matchup between Auburn and Ole Miss, and we know Auburn went on to win the national championship that season. And as we look at the SEC feature for this week, you know, of course, I thought about Alabama-Tennessee. It's a huge rivalry, and it's been a great rivalry for several years. But when Tennessee took that 34-7 to beatdown against Kentucky, I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't the best game to discuss for this upcoming uh, weekend. So instead, I decided to go with Auburn Ole Miss. I think this is going to be a more competitive game. Uh, Auburn is, of course, 2-2. Two and two. Ole Miss is 1-3. and three. Came very close to almost beating the Crimson Tide a couple weeks ago. So this is the matchup we're looking at this week, Auburn against Ole Miss. I decided to talk to a fan from each school, get their perspective and their opinions on this upcoming matchup. So first you're going to hear from Shea Nichols representing his Auburn Tigers to talk about their matchup this Saturday against Ole Miss. Shay, welcome back to the sweet spot, man. How are you doing today? Great, Corey. How about you, buddy? Doing well. I'm glad I could have you back on the show again. Absolutely. I enjoyed it last time. I'm glad to be back on. Now, Shay, off the top of your head, in any order, name your three most favorite Auburn players to come through wearing the orange and blue on the plains. We talking all time? All time, man. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, being a being, I was born in 1981. Not to show my, I'll be 40 next year. Not to show my age or anything, <laughs> but um, Bo Jackson, number one, always number one. I had the jerseys. I have a Kansas City, not not that it's Auburn, but I have the Kansas City Royals baseball jersey. I mean, Bo is it. So number one is Bo. Um, always will be Bo. Um, I think he's the greatest running back. Herschel and him are close, but Bo's number one. Um, number two, I'm gonna have to go with this is kind of a another childhood one. Uh, I was a big James Bostic sticks out in my head. I remember listening to the 1993 um, Auburn Alabama game in the deer stand with my dad because that year we weren't on TV. So uh, that was the probation year. I remember James Bostic ripped off a 75 yard touchdown to, to seal that iron bowl. So James Bostic is a it's kind of a random one, but I, I love some James Bostic. Um, number three, just from a just a standpoint, just strictly a man and watching, I mean, just dominating the game every time he plays Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, Cam was the absolute man. I wish we had him for more than one year. Um, that's why he may not be as high. Yeah, that's still pretty high, number three all time. So Cam was electric every time he, and that season was so fun because he, as it went on, he just got better and better and better and better um, from game one to game. I guess 13, he he grew and just became an absolute beast. So that's my top three. Uh, Bo, James Bostic, and Cam Newton. Now, with me, man, my number one 
all-time favorite, and this is kind of where I, you know, uh, getting into Auburn football. There's really not many ties in my family as far as Auburn goes, mm-hmm. but when I started really getting into Auburn was when I was in high school and I was ninth grade, 2002. Uh, Carnell Williams, man. Carnell Cadillac Williams is my all-time favorite. Uh, yep. You know, he was that stud, man. He and Ronnie Brown in that backfield. Yep. That one-two punch, I mean – the only school to have two running backs taken in the top five of the same yep. NFL draft. So, uh, you know, that was that was my guy, man. And number two, I'll probably surprise a lot of people with this, but, man, Trey Mason was my guy. Man, I love some Trey Mason. I Baller. mean, Always dude, fell forward, yeah. Always, man. Yep. Like, Trey yep. Mason was was that dude, man. And, yep. and you, he never – uh, failed to 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 come through in a clutch, man, and he was always. I mean, from the time he stepped on the campus, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, his very first game against Utah State, he returned a kickoff for a touchdown, and you yep. know, I was I was going crazy in the stands, witnessing uh, this true freshman come onto the scene and make an impact in his very first uh, game as a Tiger. And number three, man, I love some Darvin Adams. Oh man, oh Darvin, yeah, dude. I mean, because he, he doesn't get the praise, I believe, that he just uh, – like he was just that, that consummate pro, man. He was a guy yep. that he ran crisp routes, had great hands. He would make the catch, get up, get the ball to the referee, and get back on the line. Yep. And I just Go feel back. like he didn't get that that, that proper uh, respect that, that's due to him, man. So, yep. uh, so, for me, Cadillac, Trey Mason, and Darwin Adams, and, you know, you could you could go on and on about – Who's next, four or five? But yep. I'll leave it at those top three now. Uh, That's great. Now, do you have a current favorite? And before we get into talking about the team in general for this season, is there a current favorite on this year's Auburn football team? Oof. <laughs> um, um, that's that's tough. Um, I don't know if anybody's really emerged as, as that that guy. I feel like Tank could be that guy. Um, he gives effort. I mean, he's shown nothing but effort the whole time um, he's played, and I think he'll just continue. That role will continue to grow with him. Um, I, that's really – I'm trying to think somebody on defense, too. I, I don't I, – I, I'm going to say Tank right now. Yeah. Um, just because of the potential, and, and that kid is – he's balled out when he's had the opportunities in a, the short part of the season so far. Now, Shay, we're only four games into the season. The Tigers currently sitting at 2-2. Two and two. But those rumblings about the Gus bus are starting to get louder and louder each and every week. Now, in your opinion, what seems to be the issue with this year's Auburn Tigers team? That's This seems to be the case every year, doesn't it? the rumblings with the Gus bus. I think this year is just lack of leadership. I don't we, – we were hoping, and maybe Bo will still be that guy, but we were hoping he would – he would be the guy who maybe took a step forward this year and became that leader. We haven't seen it yet. He's doing a lot of the same things he did last year as a true freshman, which you hope to not see with as much ball as he's played since he's been here. Um, I think leadership is a is a big is a big thing, but to go along with that, these guys haven't really been together a whole lot from this weird summer and no spring ball and new offensive coordinator. So I think those things factor, but to be fair, everybody's had to deal with those exact same issues. Um, and you see some teams doesn't really look like any of that's affected them at all. So I think leadership is probably the biggest 
biggest thing that's that's hurting this team thus far. But we're four games in, so that could grow. I feel like I do feel like the running game's getting getting better. Um, I think it'll really show this week um, against Ole Miss. Now, there was a separate conversation you and I had off air uh, about Jordan Rogers and his breakdown of the Auburn Tigers offense. Uh, take me through your thoughts and what he showed in that video. That video was really good, and, and you and I talked about this. I'm not the biggest Jordan Rogers fan. Um, he's fine, but I, I feel like a lot of times he just talks to talk. But the video that we're talking about is a, was a breakdown of I think he ended up being a couple of different plays mm-hmm. at Georgia. Um, but the the fact that we had a um, tight end, we had just a lot of empty routes in our route tree progression that didn't do anything, that didn't didn't have any kind of um, flow to them or, or concept to them at all. So you have – you basically are, are playing nine against 11 yeah. offense versus defense because you have just dead routes that no everybody knows nothing's going to come off of them. And it's just – it's it's, it's kind of shocking to see that in a breakdown when these guys are getting paid big time money, um, and you got two head coaches essentially running the offense. You got Gus and you got Chad Morris, who's been a head coach, and um, albeit not too successful, but he's had some really good offenses in the past. And those those breakdowns, those plays were just absolutely brutal. Um, and it just it, every year it feels like that these kind of things get exposed against the top-tier teams we play, um, whether it be Georgia or LSU in years past or Alabama. They just always seem to get kind of exposed um, as, as just really weird, bad concepts um, offensively. And, you know, another thing that he pointed out in that video was about the protection. Yes. And, you know, saying Bo Nix needs to be given the control to – you know, adjust protection based on what he sees. I mean, if you have a four-down line uh, set defensively, as Georgia did on that one play, you have five linemen with an empty backfield set, and you got one linebacker rushing, he pointed out the center looking to his right when – and that that just lets you know the protection was to shift to the right, and no one uh, protected the – you know, picked up the linebacker on the rush, man. And so he pointed that out saying that you have to give Bo Nix the ability and the confidence to make the right calls based on what he sees. And I think that comes back to coaching, giving that – like I said, giving Nix that that, that control to say, hey, let me make some checks at the line. I've been a QB for – for right. my whole life, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure he and his dad, Patrick, have gone over protection and schemes and all that for several years before arriving on the plane. So, uh, yeah, I felt I found that very interesting when Jordan Rodgers broke that down as well. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. You're right. He's right in that sense. I mean, Bo's played a lot of football. I mean, he's played, and he played a lot of football against a lot of really good teams last year. So you think year two coming in, he could get some of the responsibility to be able to call some protections. And it doesn't seem like he's doing that. To me, the read options, I mean, again, seem to be called and mm-hmm. not a, a true read option. Like Cam was by the end of, by the middle of that season, he was, he was calling his own. I mean, he, he, he would, yeah. they would call a read option, but he would either take or give. Um, and Bo's not able to do that. You're not allowed to do that. I don't know. They don't trust him or what, but yeah, that's, that's absolutely a, 
a big a big part of what's maybe the issues as far as that goes. So I'm joined by Shay Nichols, originally from Prattville, Alabama, currently residing in Dothan to talk about his Auburn Tigers. And, of course, we have Auburn Ole Miss this weekend, Shay. But what has been your favorite memory or two in this series between these two schools? I, that's a great question. I this When I was in college, I was at Auburn from 99 to 03. And I remember going with my one of my first away games, um, Deuce McAllister, Ole Miss was ranked top 15 probably, and we were maybe low 20s, and we went in there and, and ran all over them that night. It was a close game, but I remember Deuce was the man. Like, that was Deuce for Heisman that year, and it was a big – a lot of hype in that game, and that was one of my – I got to go through the Grove and um, all that that year, and I thought it was really cool. Um, so that's one of my tops. Um, Auburn Ole Miss – Besides that, hasn't been a whole lot of highlights to me. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, I mean, it's, it's been pretty one-sided. We've we've beat Ole Miss. I'd probably say 80 percent of the time. We've played them over the years. Um, so there's not a whole lot that stands out to me. I, it's interesting that, that Lane Kiffin is there. Um, I think he'll he'll do some good things. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of that really only memory that really stands out to me um, in that series is, is that a way away game I went to when I was a student at Auburn. Now, uh, what about on the flip side, uh, as far as things that didn't go as well? I mean, I think there's one that particularly stands out. I'm going to see if if you're thinking the same thing as I am. But uh, a loss to Ole Miss that didn't go our way, that kind of stings still to this day. Was that the top, top three matchup, top five matchup a few years ago? Is that what you're thinking? I was actually thinking about um, Obamanu, man. Oh, the drop, yes. I was, I was actually student then, too. Oh, I man. forgot all about that game. That was Eli, <laughs> Eli quarterback. Um, yeah, that was a great game. I was in – I think I was in – that was in the student section end zone, I'm pretty sure, with the drop in the back. But um, that's a good one. But, I mean, a few years ago we went over there to Oxford, right? Both of us top ten, top yeah. five. And we got down real quick, 21 nothing. Um I think that was I think I was fourteen uh, when Nick Marshall at quarterback, but we got back, got down real quick, and came back, but ended up losing. But yeah, Obamanu, that drop in the back of the end zone was was tough. I forgot about that one, man. I'm gonna be honest, I forgot all about that one yeah. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I put that out of my memory. I'm yeah, like, that's a that's a tough one, man. <laughs> I try to think about. I I try to remember the the good times. Yeah, the yeah. Times. Not always the bad ones, but <clears throat> that's a good one. So Shay, man, we have Auburn. They're two and zero at home. They're zero and two on the road, and that's exactly where they'll be this Saturday as they travel to Oxford to take on the Rebels on a SEC Network broadcast at eleven o'clock. Now we know who you want to win, but who do you think will win this game and why? I think Auburn will win. Um, I feel like well, a few factors, but. Ole Miss's defense is absolutely atrocious, um, and like I said earlier, I feel like we're finding we're finding a groove run the ball. I would hope our game plan would be to run the ball fifty times if we got to, and keep the ball away from that offense. Um, so I, I really think that'll be a big a big advantage for us. Number two, I know they've had a lot of issues with uh, some guys being out from COVID. Um, I saw today that today or yesterday that he mentioned moving three offensive players to defense 
to help out with the defense this week because they have some guys out who are or have missed time. So I think that's going to be a big. Luckily, knock on wood, we've we've had some good success with keeping guys healthy, and maybe the offensive line's finally starting to get a solid five group of five who are playing together. Because I know the first two or three games we had probably five or six different combinations of line throughout the game. Because I think it hasn't ever been said, but I believe that that group was the group that was affected pretty big with some of the coronavirus outs early in the before the season started. I think that offensive line group missed a lot of time together, um, which was the reason why we were mixing a lot of guys because we didn't really know what we had. Um, so I do think we'll pound the ball. I think it'll be something like a thirty-five to twenty-one type game with Auburn taking the dub all right shay man uh i'm gonna hold you to it man uh, i'm gonna hold you yeah, to man. it we'll see uh we'll see if the tigers can can come out on top man we know uh how things can be sometimes in those early morning games but uh you know being on the road in oxford will definitely be a challenge for the tigers come saturday you've been listening to shay nichols he's originally from prattville alabama currently living in dothan Shay, thank you for being on the sweet spot, man, and good luck to your Tigers this Saturday and the rest of the season as well. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, this is Teresa Reynolds for the Wicksburg Panthers. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Pinch-a-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a penny pool, patio, and spa. 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at DennyVision.com or phone 334-793-2633. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Hey, this is Cam McKinney, former Rehoboth Rebel. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Kelly to the end zone and Treadwell. Oh, my goodness. Over the shoulder. Touchdown. One of the best catches you'll see in college football in 2015. Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As you just listened to that audio from Dave Pash on ESPN's broadcast back in 2015 when Ole Miss went to Auburn 
beat the Tigers 27-19. That touchdown pass was Chad Kelly to Laquan Treadwell, a uh, over-the-shoulder type catch that we saw Treadwell do so many times when he was a member of the Ole Miss Rebels football team. Now, you've heard from Shea Nichols. He talked about his Auburn Tigers, what he expects in this matchup against Ole Miss. Now you're about to hear from Michael Cornett. He's originally from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He graduated from Ole Miss as well. Here's what he had to say about the Rebels' upcoming matchup against the Auburn Tigers. Michael, welcome to the sweet spot, man. Uh, How you doing? I'm doing well, Corey. Appreciate you having me on, bud. Yeah, I'm glad I could have you on as well, man. Uh, I know you're an Ole Miss Rebels fan. Uh, you know, of course, they have a huge matchup this weekend against, against Auburn, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, speak about your affiliation to Ole Miss and how you became a fan of the Rebels. Oh, man, I got to take you back a ways. <laughs> so uh, I grew up in uh, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is actually the home of uh, University of Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I guess growing up there, I kind of wanted to get away. I had some friends that uh, their parents went to Ole Miss, and so I went up and, and visited with them and loved it, man. I, and so uh, I guess early, probably early in high school, maybe it was middle school, after going up visiting the Grove and, and what Ole Miss had to offer, I was set, man. I knew that's where I was going to school. I uh, went in 2003, graduated 2007, um, and of course, and still a fan. Now, you spoke on how you fell in love with the Grove and uh, everything that Ole Miss had to offer. Now, uh, give me a player or two that's come through Oxford that – just kind of stuck with you like man I just enjoy watching this guy play like he's just a phenomenal athlete anybody that comes to mind well so the the first guy would have been Deuce right Deuce McAllister I'm also a Saints fan uh so so if if we throw it way back it'd be Deuce then when uh my freshman year was uh Eli Manning's senior year so that was probably, or at least in my four-year period, that was that was definitely the highlight of uh, of, of my four years in college at Ole Miss. Um, definitely our best season. Then we had this uh, coach come in named Ed Ordron. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, <laughs> but uh, old Coach O, man, he uh, he was quite the character. I guess is quite the character. But um, we had a, a rough couple of years there, but it was it was still a lot of fun. But other than uh, than those two, oh man, I, you know, there's been a lot of, of players come through. I, I personally, right now, uh, DK Metcalf, you mm-hmm. know, he's just a freak athlete, man, just a stud all around athlete. So um, he he's be one of my my more favorite recent athletes. Yeah, Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, they always have talented players on both sides of the ball. Uh, um, there was actually one guy I attended church with back in, you know, from North Alabama, from Madison. This player was from Decatur, D.T. Shackelford. He played yeah. uh, for Ole Miss defense. Man, I went to church with him, man. So, uh, you know, it was it was, you know, whenever he played, of course, I'm I'm rooting for him to do well. But you know, uh, as an Auburn fan, you know, I got to kind of keep <laughs> everything in perspective. You know, I wanted him to do well, but he's, of course, he's still with the Tigers uh, to come out on top. But uh, but yeah, Ole Miss man. What about what about Dexter McCluster man? He was another guy that yeah. came through that uh, I enjoy watching play. 
I almost mentioned him, but one one guy that I didn't mention that I definitely should have was Patrick Willis. Mm. Uh, man, he was so much fun to watch uh, in college. There's there's a while there he played with a big old club on his arm. Um, I don't know if you were mm-hmm. we were watching back then, but man, he was he's an incredible athlete and an incredible guy. Um, he, had, he had a really strong faith and was a really good example on and off the field. So it was uh, it was cool watching him play and interact on campus and stuff. Yeah, Patrick Willis was uh, just a stud, man. Like I said, at Ole Miss, watching him with the 49ers. You know, I hated the day he decided to hang him up. Uh, but he was just a phenomenal player, just not only with his physical attributes, but his IQ, his football awareness. And, you know, he was perfect on that 49ers team that went to the Super Bowl when uh, Jim Harbaugh was a head coach there. And, you know, that 49ers team went through a, a, a big a bit of a uh, – kind of a slide when he retired, man, because he was the glue for that 49ers defense. So, yeah, Patrick Willis was definitely one of the best players to come through Ole Miss in recent history. Now, on December 7, 2019, a shockwave was sent from Oxford, Mississippi, when they decided to hire Lane Kiffin as their new head coach. Now, immediately I was impressed. I loved the hire. I felt his attitude, his mentality was perfect for what the Rebels needed. But for you, Michael, what was your initial reaction when you first heard the news? Hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's no doubt that he's a talented coach, right? I mean, we, we've seen what he's done in recent years down in Florida. Um, so he he's certainly can coach. Uh, but, you know, he's coming out of – the past couple of years at Ole Miss has had some some hard times with loss of scholarships and bowl eligibility and things along those lines. Not that I expected Lane to do anything along those lines, but he's got a, a uh, rather controversial past as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my hesitation. But honestly, I mean, there's it's such a competitive conference and division within the conference that you're going to have to to gamble a little bit, in in my opinion, to get a a caliber coach that, one, wants to come in Mm -hmm. to a league that's that competitive, and two, that will have any kind of success. And you got to look at the recruiting side of things, too, and obviously um, I think he'll have some success there. Uh, I think against Alabama, we saw what he and, and the Rebels can be capable of, and this is, you know, without even his players. Um, but then again, turn around and look at last week's game, and it's like, what happened to that team with, that just played Alabama? So um, definitely some growing pains, but like I said, you're going to have to give him some time to get his system, his coaches, his players, all that good stuff in there uh, to really see what he's capable of. So I'm joined by Michael Cornett, originally from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, currently residing in Dothan, Alabama, to talk about his Ole Miss Rebels now, we know Ole Miss has Auburn this weekend. Before we get into any of your predictions and thoughts on the game, do you have a favorite memory that you can recall between these two teams? Every time we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it makes it uh, this an especially important game for me, not because of where I live and, and you know, so many Auburn fans around. That, you know, I – I'm definitely on the in the minority as far as that goes, being an Ole Miss fan over here. But my mother-in-law 
is a diehard Auburn fan. She's an Auburn graduate uh, from Alexander City. And um, I mean, literally every car or piece of clothing or anything that she can buy is blue or orange mm-hmm. or both. So it just, uh, it makes me want to win that game so much more just so I don't have to hear about it from her. Uh, so anytime we win, it's a great memory. Man, you mentioned uh, about Eli Manning back in 2003 when Ben Obamanu dropped that what would have been a gang-winning touchdown pass. Uh, you know, I think that's probably the most heartbreaking loss for any Auburn Tiger in this Ole Miss series, man. Uh, Jason Campbell, he rolls right, Obamani is wide open, and Obamani drops it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think till this day people still think about Obamani. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure from your perspective it was it was a beautiful sight for sure. Uh but yeah, man, that's one of the the more heartbreaking losses to have a wide open receiver and he just drops. And Albumano was a solid player in his Auburn career, but that one drop pass, unfortunately, is a part of his legacy. Now, you mentioned anytime Ole Miss beats Auburn, you know that's some of the best memories in this series. Now, the last time Ole Miss did beat Auburn was in 2015, but the last time they beat him in Oxford was in 2012. So, how confident are you? in the Rebels' ability to finally put an end to this four-game slide in the series? About a, a four out of ten, three, yeah. three to four out of ten. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not very confident. Yeah. Again, we've we've seen um, Ole Miss really has, has only showed up two, two games this year. And one of those was, the, was our one win, and it wasn't really the, the prettiest win I've seen. Um, the best game we played was against Alabama. So if the team that showed up against Alabama shows up to play Auburn, I think we win. If the other team shows up, we'll get blown out. Yeah. Now, um, you know, you talked about that game against Alabama. Offensively, they had everything clicking. I mean, Ole Miss was impressive. The game plan that Lane Kiffin designed, Matt Corral, Snoop Connor, Jerrion Ely, uh, I mean – they just looked phenomenal. They just couldn't get any stops defensively. So is that the defense that concerns you most going into this game against Auburn, or is it uh, kind of a mixture of both the offense and defense? No, I'm not. I mean, honestly, I don't think we have to play defense to win this game. I think okay. that if our offense that showed up against Alabama shows up, we can win. Yeah. I don't think – I don't – I mean, like I could be wrong, but I don't think Auburn has the offense this year to hang with us if – if that Alabama offense shows up, you know, is in our offense that played against Alabama. Okay, Michael, give me your final prediction, man, on the matchup between Auburn and Ole Miss this Saturday, 11 o'clock on the SEC Network. Give me your final thoughts. All right, so I said three or four out of ten, that's our odds. But yeah. but I'm, not, I'm going with my heart on this one, and I'm going to say that the Rebels are going to pull it out. It's going to be a little bit of a high-scoring game. I'm going to say Ole Miss 42, Auburn 38. All right, Michael, man. Uh, we shall see exactly how close your prediction is come Saturday, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming through the sweet spot. Good luck to your Rebels this weekend, man. And uh, 
We'll Appreciate see. It. We'll need it. Man, tell everybody I said hello. Will do. Appreciate your time, Corey. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch of Any Pool Patio and Spa. As we close with today's Triple C segment, and this is what I want to share with you today. We've all seen signs that read, Elevators out, please take the stairs. Our first thought is, Man, I don't want to take the stairs. But many times we approach life with this very mindset. Whenever we try to go somewhere, we do all we can to get there as soon as possible. There are no shortcuts. Trying to create one only causes more trouble in the end. Everything we do in life has a process, and it's the process where change takes place. It may be hard and frustrating at times, but it's necessary. So understand the elevator is out, and the only way to get to where you need to be is by taking the stairs, step by step. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.